Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, guys and girls. The program you are about to hear will be both fun and educational, but it is not a substitute for medical advice. Although we are doctors, we are not your doctors. Hello, and welcome to Travel Medicine. As always, I'm your friendly neighborhood internal medicine doc, Dr. J. Shh, Dr. Josh, be quiet. My kids are sleeping. This is Dr. Santosh after dark. Oh, are we trying to make sure there's not a sound all through the house and that no little Santoshes are stirring? <laughs> not a single creature will be stirring. Not even a two-year-old screaming child. <laughs> it really when, ended up, when uh, what to my wandering ears should appear but a screech from the heavens and my wife calling oh dear although she doesn't call anymore she just kind of shoves until i fall out of bed is she in her kerchief and you in your cap <laughs> i wish i had a cap that cap has been chewed up spit on it is it is gone i have no more cap did you get a bump on the nog in? <laughs> I wish it was on the noggin. Oh, my God. There have been so many crotch shots. It's horrible. Listen, all you new parents out there, uh, the men, uh, buy a cup. All the other doctors will give you all the other advice about child rearing. It's bullshit. Buy a cup. <laughs> well, that makes a perfect stocking stuffer. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and that brings us to this special series of episodes leading up to our Christmas Journal Club, after which we'll be taking a brief break to celebrate with our loved ones. So we're going to give you every day this week one 
tiny little medical stocking stuffer that you can share with your friends and colleagues at the holiday parties, whatever you celebrate. But let's get started with our first stocking stuffer. In medicine, we have a number of eponyms, an eponym being a condition named for a real-life person. What is the eponym for factor nine deficiency? We learned this all the way back in medical school. Factor nine deficiency, hemophilia B. Let's see, it's not Kwanzaa, it's not Hanukkah, it is Christmas disease. That is right. Now that was the easy part of the question. The slightly harder part is for what or whom was Christmas disease named? It's it's Christmas. It should be uh, it should be uh, Father Christmas, I guess. Santa Claus. Well, I, I don't know if he was a father because it's definitely <laughs> not Santa Claus. In fact, it was named after Stephen Christmas. <laughs> for- <laughs> That's awesome. He has the best name ever. So we're going to give you a little bio of Stephen Christmas and some info about hemophilia type B today. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, that sounds like a made-up stupid name. You're not. (laughs) It's a cartoon. (laughs) You're not alone in this thought because Stephen Christmas, born in 12th of February, 1947, and deceased on 20th of December 1993, was the very first patient ever described to have hemophilia B in 1952, and he was diagnosed at the age of two years old. When his blood was examined, he was found to be deficient not in factor 7, which is the traditional cause of hemophilia, but a brand new protein which was named in his honor. Now, there's a couple bits of information we should throw in here. This was published in the British Medical Journal. The Christmas edition of the British Medical Journal tends to publish fairly lighthearted and a few frivolous papers, which are still nonetheless thoroughly researched. And the timing was perfect. So when the BMJ agreed to accept the paper at short notice, most of the people who wrote back thought it was a student's prank or the story had been made up. So they received two letters the following month protesting it using the name of a Christian fest or a Christian festival for the name of a disease and suggesting some sort of apology would be appropriate. So one of these physicians, Tom Collins, who also has a ridiculous name, (laughs) concluded some parents live to regret the names they have thoughtlessly bestowed upon their innocent children. Would it not be possible in your capacity as the registrar of its birth of this fictional patient to substitute some less ridiculous name? Now, the doctors who published this study, McFarlane, Biggs, and Douglas, replied the only alternative name they could think of was hereditary hypocoprothrombinemia. So they elected to stick with Christmas disease, but they did promise that if they found the original precursor protein, they would resist the urge to call it Christmas Eve factor. (laughs) You know, in this particular case, though, eponymous as the name is, the only problem with naming this factor like this is it doesn't tell you anything about it. This is the same thing that happened with the old sonic hedgehog factor, which is important in uh, embryonic development. So I love it. I love that we didn't just go with like, you know, some XYZ factor name, which which really had some arcane name. 
But as per usual, those who name the factors are not all that innovative. We went from factor nine deficiency to Christmas disease until the distinguished serologist, and here's another champion of a name, Alexander Weiner, also wrote the journal to protest at the name, calling it ridiculous. Alexander Weiner thought the name Stephen Christmas was ridiculous, and he urged the adoption of the alternative name of hemophilia B, and ultimately that is what the disease came to be known as. Now, Santosh, what is factor nine deficiency slash hemophilia B slash Christmas disease? (laughs) So hemophilia A is the most common hereditary bleeding disorder that we've all know and love. It's an X-linked disease, so usually only boys get it. That's a deficiency of one of the major, major clotting factors, and the clotting cascade, as we call it. In this case, this is a, uh, a different clotting factor deficiency which causes bleeding which is not as severe. So you won't have necessarily a syndrome where people are at huge risk for bleeding, but it's it's kind of like a, a less severe bleeding disorder. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with hemophilia in general, it does translate to blood-loving. And that doesn't mean you're a vampire. What it means is that <laughs> you lack the ability to successfully form clots. So even the smallest cut could lead to, if not a massive, at least a persistent hemorrhage, causing you to rapidly become anemic as you continue to lose blood. Imagine if you got a paper cut and it never actually scabbed over. That's what hemophilia essentially is. Now, hemophilia A is often a source of problems for the royal families throughout Europe. Because uh, when you intermarry cousins and cousins and cousins and when you have recessive diseases like that then you know you'll get two bad alleles of the factor and it won't work and then you know you, you get the disease time and time again so hemophilia b also lacks a factor, but it is a slightly less severe. So these people still remain dependent on blood and plasma transfusions. They still will bleed excessively when cut, but apparently we can compensate to a much better degree than with hemophilia type A. So let's find out a little bit more about the life of Stephen Christmas. Oh yeah. So he worked Uh, He was diagnosed at the age of two and continued to have to return to the hospital being dependent on blood and plasma transfusions. He worked as a taxi cab driver after graduation and was employed for some years as a medical photographer at the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto, where he was originally diagnosed. So this is somebody who really took to heart his diagnosis and spent a ton of time in his local community working and giving back. And, you know, this is a disease that a person has from birth. So, uh, you know, a lot of the time it'll be diagnosed because, you know, a child will fall down and get hurt. will have a scrape that, you know, really can't heal like it should. Um, Or, you know, nosebleeds a lot of the time. Or even young girls who are just starting puberty will have very, very heavy periods. Um, So, you know... Children are some of the first victims of this disease, so it's really wonderful wonderful for him to go back to a kid's hospital and give back that way. 
Now, this story is going to take a brief tragic turn before it lightens up slightly. Being dependent on blood transfusions and in an era when transfusions were not terribly well screened, poor Mr. Christmas did become infected with HIV. He became, however, a very active worker for the Canadian Hemophilia Society and campaigned for transfusion safety eventually developed AIDS, but was instrumental in getting the Canadian government to provide uh, health and medical support to those who were also infected. And he did die of AIDS in 1993, just before Christmas on the 20th of December. Uh, So I guess it really was a Christmas disease. Now, as a fun little footnote, his name reappeared in the medical literature again, just before his death, when in 1992, they studied his genotype, and he found they found an unreported unknown mutation. So not only was he the first reported case of hemophilia B, but he was also a unique mutation not seen in other cases of hemophilia B. So he just had a lot of repeated firsts, a whole bunch of Christmas presents, and Christmas <laughs> presents. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I think the case taught us a lot, a beautiful insight into uh, clotting physiology. Uh, when we learned about this deficiency, we learned a lot from him as an amazing patient, as an amazing person. So thanks to our northern neighbors who have provided us with Christmas disease and a stocking stuffer. So on the first day of Christmas, doctors Jay and Santosh gave to thee a lecture on hemophilia B. <laughs> on hemophilia B. <laughs> As always, we love to hear your comments, questions, and feedback. You can reach us on Facebook, on Squarespace, on Twitter, on Patreon, anywhere podcasts are downloaded. We'd love to hear your reviews, your ratings, and we would love for you to support us spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Included in the show notes are a whole bunch of places you can do that. Our theme music is composed by Rachel Leisure. This show is produced by me. (laughs) Me help. (laughs) With a lot of help from all my co-hosts and those of you who submit stories. Thank you very much. And until next time, as always, happy travels. Bye, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.